the game is over. The New York Jets are the world champions. You play to win the game. He's got it. That's a Jet touchdown. Can't wait. You're listening to the official Jets podcast, a Jets 360 production. Welcome to Inside the Jets here at the Wyndham Hamilton Park in Florham Park, New Jersey. Eric Allen alongside the aforementioned Park Scott. we got a great show in store for you tonight. Do we? Yes. I feel one. Josh McCown is already here. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know McCown. <laughs> Quarterbacks are always early. This dude has the best hair I've ever seen, man. Him, Don LaGreca, and Dan Marino. Best hair I've ever Two seen. Two quarterbacks man. and LaGreca, huh? That's unbelievable. Does it, do you wake up and it's like that? Wow. All right, we're going to get to McCown's hair I'm, later. I, I just fight and hope that I still have some left when I, I wake up. I have a bone to pick with you. So Uh-oh. I get up in my hotel room in Northern California Sunday. And I'm like, I'm going to listen to my partner because he's on the air, ESPN Radio, with Anita Marks and Chris Canny Sunday mornings. Yeah, I'm a headman, man. So, I so, jobs. so I punch, up it, punch you up on my phone, and he says, you know what? I said on my radio show this week, you know. Doesn't even say inside the Jets. Doesn't mention his co-host. What's that all about? But at least I remember. Listen, baby steps. It's still early in the season my, for me, too. My radio right? show. Say my radio that, show next week is EA. <laughs> then it's, you know, the whole drop. That, that's how we're going to roll. Baby steps. All right. Man, this is a man jam-packed two weeks in a row, man. <laughs> it's not a standing room only again. Hey, you can't see beyond. Man, do I know how, to bring, know, do I know how to bring the, the crowd the, out? Or maybe it's McCown that's bringing the crowd out like this. I don't know. The, there's even more, more people <sighs> man, beyond there. Okay, so Inside the Jets is brought to you by EY. We're building a better working world. Bart Scott, uh, the Jets fall to 0-2 with a a 45-20 loss to the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, tough loss. Okay, but there are a couple things that I want to point out. Number one is that the Jets want to be better against the run against the Raiders. The numbers show they weren't. If you go inside the numbers – the Raiders averaged about 3.4 yards a carry on 25 of their runs. 3.4 <laughs> yards. I like the spin cycle, the, baby. The, two explosion runs yes. result in touchdowns. There's 14 points. You have two turnovers in minus territory, so the Raiders open up possessions mm-hmm. inside the 20, inside the red zone. They cash in with a pair of touchdowns. That's 14 points. That's 28 points. Offensively, as Josh McCown uh, mentioned on the conference call today, and we're going to talk to him here about this later, is that I saw improvements in the run game. The Jets averaged five yards per carry on the ground. I saw improvements on third down in Buffalo. They were four of 14. They converted seven of 12 against the Raiders. And then finally, they got the ball down the field to Jermaine Curse. He had two touchdown catches, one on a long throw, long scoring pass, 34-yard conversion for a score that got the Jets into the ball game. So while the ultimate result wasn't there, Bart, I saw some baby steps for the squad. Well, absolutely. And when you talk about baby steps, it's the little things, right? And it's doing the little things on a consistent basis. And when you talk about those explosive runs, those explosive plays on the, on the um, ground, you just talk about a lack of, um, I want to say, discipline. I discipline also technique. You know, these are all things that are correctable. Um, and there's some things that they're going to have to see in the film where 
I think they got caught with a flat line. Two linebackers walked up to, to the A-gap, and you understand that they have two war daddies there. You have to understand and learn your personnel. Um, one of the most important things about being a great defense or great offense is understanding your opponent and understanding the personnel on the field. You know, if that's any other uh, receiver in the backfield. Yeah, you're talking about Cordero Patterson. Yeah, if, you, if that's any other guy back there. Cordero, yep. Right, if that's anybody else back there, you understand that maybe he's going out for a route and you get nervous for the pick route. So you stay in those A-gaps, you stay up hugged up. Um, if you notice Cordero Patterson or if that's Brad Smith for us, um, you know, back in the day, you sure. understand that these are guys that can run the ball in between the tackles and it's a threat. If it's a threat, you never want to get caught in the defense when you're in a flat line, when it's a threat of the run, because once they break that, it's nothing you can do about it. And it was two unblocked defenders on the edge, but, you know, when it's a fast-hitting play like that, it's nothing you can do. And that just comes with the defensive players understanding what the call is. You have to play the call, whatever your coach says, but you have to know when to use some of the tools that he puts in your toolbox to be a high-percentage decision maker. And maybe you check out of that, or maybe you put one guy – in the A-gap, because what they do is you know, they put two guys in the A-gap, and usually it's to draw and make the defense squeeze, make the offense squeeze. They, we used to call it money, and that means you got to block down because they have to you know, keep the A-gaps clean because the, the defenders, it's, that's the quickest route to the quarterback. So understanding that, you know, I would have dropped out, and, and if we were playing that my way, your way, meaning whichever way the center comes, the other guy blitzes right. because they can't block them all, I would have backed up and just played that from off. And that's just something that the young players are going to have to adjust to and have to learn to um, learn. And, you know, personnel awareness is a part of that. I thought the Jets, especially early on in that ball game. It was a game. They were concentrating on the run. I thought they were doing a decent job. So much uh, to the uh, fact where the Raiders said, okay, you guys are selling out against the run right now. We're going to hit you with the flea flicker. We saw that early in the game. I will say – they hit you with Patterson late in the ball game, but on the third offensive play from scrimmage, they actually ran him on a third down play, and the Jets negated that. So for this team right now, it's a battle of consistency, right? Yes, exactly, and you can't have mental lapses. And that's just part of the process when you have a young football team. And, um, you know, what you want is coaches on the field. And um, that's going to come with experience, and these young guys are going to understand. We all understand these young guys are going to make mistakes, but you can't make the same mistakes. You have to grow and learn from your mistakes. That's why veterans are veterans, not because they haven't made the mistakes. It's because they made the mistakes, and they, and they, and they learn from the mistakes, and they make you know, high-percentage decisions, as we used to say when Rex was there. You're listening to Inside the Jets, Eric Allen alongside Bart Scott. We're here there. We're here at the Wyndham Hamilton Park. Vanderbilt. Listen, it's only two games. Don't sound so down. Sports is okay, man. You got I'm free pumped. food. It's Monday. Josh McCown is in the house. He's going to join us next segment. You can't tell me he doesn't have a hairstyle. Uh, uh, no, it's no way he wakes up like that. No, I think that's natural. So McCown, I thought, did a very nice job yesterday, especially. Way to, but, way to butter him up. You're down 14 nothing, Bart. Black Hole, that's a team that won 12 games last season. And I know a lot of people thought the Jets were going to get run out of the stadium. Now, the final score indicates that happened. I really don't think. It really does. I, I, didn't, I didn't see that game that way. I saw a 14-10 game late in the first half where the Jets forced the three and out. Unfortunately, turned the ball over, a muff punt. Yeah. Basically giving away seven points there at the end of the half. Then even after halftime, people will say, well, that was the turning point. Well, after halftime, McCown did his best Ricky Henderson impression, took off a couple times, slid down on that Coliseum dirt, 
uh, got the Jets into scoring territory and then make it a 21-13 game. So I'm saying my point is before week two, you tell me it's a one-possession game in Oakland, four minutes left in the third quarter, I'm signing up for it. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, what, what young guys have a problem with is finishing. Yeah. You have to learn how to finish. You know, you can get away with, you know, making big plays early in the game with emotion. But once everything settles down, you have to be able to think the game and be able to make the adjustments and understand what's, what's happening to you. Understand it and really take that inventory and that, that, that information that they've given you about, okay, this is how they're going to attack us today. And, you know, usually people come out with their first 15 plays, and that's the script, and that's what you're going to see. And defensively as well, you know, you take an inventory. You're motioning guys, seeing how they're reacting to certain motions. You're trying to see if who's your tail on the defense. And that's all part of it, you know. But the game is won, and like in most sports, you know, every game in NFL is going to be – is usually going to be pretty close. And it usually gets bust wide open with a mistake. And uh, big plays kill you. And uh, you can't have those big runs. You know, you talk about Jalen Rashard on a crack toss or yep. you know, a, a toss that was designed to be an inside toss but looked like an outside play. Understanding the type of runner, reading the shoulders if I'm a linebacker, reading the shoulders of the running back, understanding that his shoulders aren't pointed to the sideline, so he's not going outside, he's cutting it up. Those are all the little things that you have to do, and they kill you because you know, you're, you're right there to make a play, and you have them right where you want them, but you have these mental lapses. And it's one of those things if if you weren't really consumed with the emotion and you know fatigue and the heat and the atmosphere, you can if you were settling down, you were watching this game on film or at home on television, you can see it coming. But when you're so close to the action, sometimes you can't see. And that's why young players have to learn how to slow down and breathe and, and really be you know, in the, in the eye of the hurricane, so to speak. When all this chaos is going on, how do I calm myself down so I can read my keys? Uh, you could call in here. And please call uh, the in. The Jets, 800-919-3776. Spark Scott is ready for some calls. I know Donald's been on hold for a long time. He knew you were coming in right around 6.59 and 30 seconds. So he, okay, got, he got in early. i got to make you sweat. You know what I mean? Uh, Josh, Josh McCown's going to be joining us uh, during our second segment. Um, when you think about the second half, like I mentioned, 21-13, at that point, Patterson comes in. He gets the long touchdown run. You're speaking about pre-snap recognition. You got to see a lot of things and angles. You talked about Richard's touchdowns. A- a- angles. Yeah. Um, what did you see from the Jets as far as throughout that ball game? Did you see better consistency a- against the run? If you throw out those two plays, and I know you can't do yeah, that. I know yeah. people at home are going to say, well, it doesn't matter, final numbers. And the final numbers, well, well got they, they got better, right? But late in the game, they got blown off the ball a little bit. But, you know, I saw a team that was competing. It wasn't because it was a want to. And it's not a physical thing at this point. I think, you know, they have you know good personnel on both sides of the ball. It's about the consistency. And what happens is, you know, uh, fatigue makes cowards of us all. And sometimes when you're fatigued, you can't really think and you forget to, to – to really read your keys, you forget to settle down. Like you go, you go crazy when you're tired. I don't know what the what the temperature was like out there, but you know when when the plays get up there, you know, and you know you feel like you know you start pressing, you know you start losing, you start pressing. And everybody wants to make a play, and like I always said, you have to do your job because if you're trying to do somebody else's job, then the coach has to correct two people. 
you know, and it's all about learning film. I think they got some great film in a, in a, in a tough environment against a great opponent to learn. And, you know, I think they're on the doorstep. And, I, you know, I'm thinking that, you know, against Miami, you know, home. Division home, rival. Yeah, the division rival at home, um, you know, season opener. I think they'll be, they'll, be, they'll be ready to go. And, you know, what happens is now you don't have to worry about it as a defense. Now you have your crowd making the other opposing quarterback uncomfortable. Now you get that extra step coming off the edge. And, you know, hopefully we get some sacks this week. You know, uh, McCown in the first half alone, I think he threw the ball to seven different receivers. Butter, butter, butter. Uh, he's getting somebody who I think could be a key component to this offense throughout the 2017 season here back this week and that's Austin Safarian Jenkins the guy who dropped more than 30 pounds in the off season. he runs like a receiver I think he could create mismatch problems in this offense what do you um, expect from him here as we go forward and he he gets his start with the Jets in 2017 well if I'm not mistaken McCown you were with him in Tampa as well so they should have some chemistry they he knows how he likes his ball listen it's never been a question about uh, Safarian Jenkins talent yeah it's always been about his maturity and him becoming a professional he has all the tools you know i remember him coming out of college you know we thought that was going to be a a, a big signing for uh the for second second round pick of tampa bay yes yeah, second round second round From pick. The university of washington yep. he's big enough to, to block you know he's a matchup nightmare he's what about six five six six you know he can catch the ball and you know he's an easy outlet. You talk about a guy that can separate, that can be a mismatch problem. When you talk about against safeties and linebackers, and you know you also can flex him out at the um, number one receiver and see what that matchup is, and, 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 and really position block like we've seen in the past. You know, whether it was Shockey or whether it was Olsen, match up against some of these corners and just body them out and box them out on slants for big plays. So it's good that he's back. Um, hopefully he's rested. Hopefully he's hungry. You know, you learn a lot of sometimes from sitting back and watching yeah. football. Um, sometimes you have epiphanies, and hopefully he's had an epiphany. He's ready to come he back. He seems to have a different mindset throughout the summer. He seems like a changed person. Well, absolutely. Well, well that's that's a, that's only a good thing, you know. Hopefully in, um, in the next couple of weeks they get Jeremy Curley back because you talk about another guy. And listen, when I talk about Curse and I say a professional receiver, yep. it's not a knock. Nope. When I say a professional receiver, all you have to do is look at the touchdown catch, right? Professional receiver, understands, crafty. Put his hand on the, on the defender's hip a little bit, created some separation, took it away. When he, when he got the separation, made the catch at a high point, understanding that that guy couldn't jump because I had my hand on him. I don't know if you ever played basketball and somebody had their hands on your hip and they go for the rebound and you kind of hold them down, but it looks it's very subtle. So, you know, that was a professional receiver move. That was very crafty, and that's what he brings to the table. And if I'm Robbie Anderson, some of these younger receivers, I'm, 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 lean, I'm learning from Curse about some of the crafty things that he's done because he's been doing it since he's been in this league. I did play basketball, okay? That one time at band camp? How do you believe? How do you, how do you think of that? <laughs> I, I was a two two guard. Two uh, guard, okay. Not, you know, I said. You don't uh, sound real confident in you. I sat out by the three point line a little in bit. Your career stats. Huh? Huh? Yeah, so, um, but we're going to bring on the aforementioned Josh McCown when we come back. What do you feel about that? I mean, I think you, your quarterback come up here. You got to have some type of cold drink for him. You know what I mean? A masseuse or something, man. You, this man is we're gonna just see coming what, off a, a, okay, a five-hour so, flight. So we'll come back with Josh McCown. We're going to talk about what he uses as far as hair product is concerned. I think that's Herbalife. And we'll, I smell Herbalife. We'll, it smells we'll really talk to the passion fruit Herbalife. Jets veteran quarterback about 
his new team here, his 10th NFL team, the New York Jets, when we come back. All right, Bart, the home opener is this weekend. Bring a group of friends or co-workers to MetLife Stadium for a fun afternoon of unforgettable excitement as the Jets take on the Dolphins on September 24th. Go to NewYorkJets.com slash groups for more information. Eric Allen here alongside Bart Scott and, who? and Josh McCown, a.k.a. Herbalife. Josh, <laughs> so let's get it out of the way first. What do you put in there? It smells good. I tell you what, it smells great. In my air, this is this is, uh, uh, you know, I wash it with this Dove. You know, it keeps it. Uh, fresh. Yeah, but how does it stay? Uh, how does it? Stay? Oh, it's it's a it's a combination uh. of things that I, I'm. I don't want to give that up. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. I hear that. I hear that. Secrets away. EA will EA will swagger jack you. I'm, I'm gonna tell you that. <laughs> if he will swagger jack you and try and put the part. Okay. <laughs> Here we go, um, Josh. One thing I asked you after the game uh, yesterday in your post-game press conference about that last drive where you guys are out of the ball game at that point, that barring something miraculous, you weren't going to come back and win. But you put together a scoring drive at the end with a touchdown pass to Jermaine Curse, your second touchdown pass of the day. And I asked you about the importance of it, and you said, right now we're at a stage where we have so many new parts and we've been a unit, a transition, that every rep is so important for us. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's when you're a young team like that, you know, just because the score is not, not in your favor towards the end of a game, those reps are, are good, especially for us because of the additions that we made, uh, you know, really at the cut down at 53, we, had, we trade for Jermaine. Uh, Curly comes back, and we move Robbie over to Z, and and uh, and then we haven't had Austin for you know a few weeks. So those things, uh, those are all valuable reps for us. And and then to go finish it off with a score for us, that was that was good, and it's a positive note for us to end on, and uh, and something that we can build off of. But I'm I'm still getting to know these guys and learn them, and those are those are valuable times we can do that. You mentioned Austin Safarian Jenkins. He'll be back this week, coming off a two game suspension. Um, to start the year, what do you think he can provide you as a veteran quarterback still learning these parts, a guy who had a tremendous spring and summer, as you know? Yeah, well, obviously Austin's a big target, number one, and he's got a, he's got a huge catch radius. So uh, when he can get into man coverage against backers and safeties, there's always a space for the ball with Austin because you can put it at your back shoulder, you can put it up high. Uh, and and he, he's a good route runner, and he'll help us in the run game as well. And more than anything, too, his juice. Um, you guys talked about it earlier, but uh, I've known him since he was a rookie, and, and, man, just really proud of the things he's gone through in his life and where he's at right now. And he's he's got a lot of energy and uh, got a lot of good vibes, and so we're glad to have him back. It'll be fun to have him out there on the practice field Wednesday. Now, you had the muff kick right before the half, and I know that that was deflating because that was an opportunity for you guys to potentially go up with the two-minute drill. But what was the atmosphere like in the locker room? How did you guys stay positive? Because it seemed like you guys came out refocused and, and, and really uh, focused on trying to, you know, get that win back and, and, and let that let that go. Yeah, you know, it was a great locker room at halftime. I, I really was impressed considering what just happened. I mean, it was, you know, both sides of the ball, O and D, guys were fired up, you know, and really felt like we were going to come back and, and push our way back into this game. And, and as you mentioned, uh, Eric, that, you know, there we were at that, you know, close to the end of the third quarter and we're one score away. So I felt like we, we the, the vibe in the locker room was great. It was upbeat. 
um, you know, both sides. It was, it was interesting because I've never really been in a place where both sides of the ball were encouraging one another. Really? And, uh, yeah, it was good. And and uh, so I think those are the things that we can take away. Those are the small wins that we can take away from the day like that yesterday that, uh, that you know, we felt like we took a step forward in that area coming together. Um and that was good for us. Could you take us inside that locker room? Because this is your 15th NFL season, and you said you haven't seen many locker rooms like that. Who who were the specific guys talking to each other? Well, I don't know if anybody. I mean, whether it was you know Bryce Petty was around upbeat. He was he was you know he was talking and, and getting guys fired up and just you know Forte. Whether it was Mo or, or Leo on the other end, everybody. Um, Jamal Adams did a great job. Like everybody was you know stepping up and, and just you know helping us stay in it and, and understanding that we just went through, you know, a tough situation where we thought we were going to get the ball back and maybe be able to tie it up at half or do something close to it. With a two-minute drill, we lose the ball in the muff punt. And that, that, that was very deflating, but uh, but you couldn't tell in the locker room. And I think that was important for us. That was a heck of a drive to begin that third quarter. I think you guys took maybe around eight minutes off the clock. Remember, I went right down the field. I think, would you say the next step for this offense is converting – even a couple of these additional short yardage situations. We go to, uh, back to that second scoring drive in the first half. I think you had a third and short and had to settle for a, uh, a field goal there. And then again, you get inside the red zone. It's a fourth and one. Unfortunately, uh, a delay a game pushes you back and you right. had to kick a field goal again. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was I guess, the best delay of game I've ever gotten because it didn't look <laughs> like we were going to get it. Um, so at least we got three out of that. But yeah. we got to take that possession and put it in the end zone. Yep. And and that's what that's what the good football teams do because we, you, you got to keep, especially when you're playing an offense uh, with Derek Carr and those guys, uh, you got to keep in step with them. And so you you can't change seven for three with those guys very long and, and keep up. And so we needed to put that one in. That was that was, uh, like you said, that'll be a defining thing for us as we move forward, as when we start to get in the red zone, getting close, uh, punching these in and getting sevens instead of three. Now, how do you accelerate the chemistry with, with all these moving parts and new guys here? How do you do that? You know, you only have so much time on the field. Right. Is it is it meetings at your house? Are they staying the night? Like, what's going on? How do, how do you accelerate <laughs> yeah. that chemistry yeah. so you guys can have that nonverbal communication that all great quarterback receivers and running backs have? Right, yeah, I mean – that's a lot of meeting time together. Uh, you know, that was a great thing. Curly got here last week, uh, Jermaine the week before, and it was we just hop in the receiver room. We just sit there and, and go through cut-ups and videos of, of uh, different plays and installations that we have and talk through, okay, man, that's what I expect you to do if you get this coverage, if you see this. And and uh, and it's hard because you can't just go out and say, hey, let's throw routes because you run guys into the ground. They need their legs. They need to be fresh. So it's hard to get the physical timing. But thankfully, those guys are pros. You know, I've been doing this a little bit, and so – that part took care of itself. It's more of just I want to know how you're going to react in the game to certain things, and uh, and they were great with that. And so hopefully we can keep building on that. How the offensive line perform in your eyes? You're the guy going back there, obviously, and you got to be looking down the field and keeping your eyes down the field. But now you had a chance to watch the game tape, and you see that you got the ground game going, five yards of carry. Dakota Dozier comes in. Brian Winters went out with an abdomen injury. He performed uh, pretty well there at the guard position and Brandon Shell, that's a tough task going against Khalil Mack all now, afternoon. Now before you answer that, did you tell him, listen, if you guys are gonna get me sacked, don't sack don't let me get sacked on the dirt because it hurts a Bro, little bit worse. Oh my gosh. I mean I'm, <laughs> and I had one you know, I had a run that I slid on the dirt and it was oh man, that dirt's a, it's it's something else. But yeah, they did great man. They re, they really did. Uh Brandon blocked his tail off, especially against a, a very good player in Khalil Mack. Uh, and then Dakota stepping in when Brian went out and just he carried the torch. So, but up front, all together, 
really really played well in both the run and the pass game and uh and really got us got us going in the run game where, where we were able to coach Moore was able to dial up those runs over and over again and we were able to find some creases all three backs were able to touch the ball and get some good runs so uh those are positives for us because that's what we needed to do leaving buffalo you know felt like you know 38 35 yards rushing whatever we had that wasn't that's not good enough for any team to win bart bart knows that and and so we needed to push that a little bit and for us to get over the 100 yard mark yesterday that was a good a good sign for us you went to a lot of big sets too. see a quality in the game inserted early and you guys said hey listen we're going to impose our try to impose our will yeah well necessity is the mother of invention we you know without asj so without leg get him right <laughs> see quarterbacks got all the good stuff <laughs> so good no, I'm good. I, got, I got it i got it um but you know what I mean, we, we had to have those guys because we wanted to that's how committed we were to the running game we said you know what we don't have you know our top two tight ends uh, we lost tomlinson too and uh and uh we needed to be able to continue to set that edge, and so why not bring the two bigs in there, let them go to work on that on, on the edges, and, and set it for us so that we can get the wide zone running game going. We got we're able to do that. Now you've been in, you've been on a couple of teams, ten other <laughs> uh, ten, a couple, a couple, couple times, couple, five. couple is two. Yeah, we rounded up. Now you've been on a couple of teams, other than New York. What was the best city to live in? Hold on, hold on. I, I got to interject here. Oh, uh, this guy, this <laughs> guy, Jack. this guy number one, uh, is the only remaining quarterback left from the 2002 draft class my, my year third round pick out of uh, uh, sam houston state that's got right that, got that good sign hey, <laughs> actually played at smu before he went there but he, you were with arizona from 2002 to 2005 detroit yep. in 2006 with oh, yeah. the raiders in 2007 miami for a couple months in 2008 yeah. there's a good story behind that then you were traded to carolina you were there uh, between 2008 2009 then you went outside the National Football League and played with the Hertford, Hertford Colonials of the old United Football League. Do you remember that part? Uh, 2010. And Frisco, 2011. And Chicago Bears from uh, 2011 through 13. Before you had a couple of seasons with the Cleveland Browns. That's some kind of resume. Yeah, uh, and you forgot Tampa in there too. Oh, um, but uh, <laughs> where? Hold on, where's Tampa? We just said he played with Safarian Jenkins. Where you think oh, he played yeah, with him? But I, I'm missing it here. Killing bad me. notes yeah. by me. I got nine. Really? Yeah, that's fine. That happens to me now, all did, the time. Did you keep um, a check from each one of those cities? Oh yeah, no doubt, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Um, no, no state taxes down in, in Tampa though. Then you, oh, I like yeah, that. That's yeah. a little better check. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that's good. Yeah, it's been it's been crazy. I think my favorite city. Of all those places, um, it's been cool. I love the big cities. I'm from a small town in East Texas, so uh, so, so to get to come to these big cities has been cool, and to be all over uh, has, has been really fun. But uh, I, I enjoy Chicago. Uh, it's a great city. I love um, Chicago, and, and I'm going. I have enjoyed so far getting to getting to know this city and see it. It's really really cool too. I'll you, check you out, man. You excited? Uh, home opener this week. You, you finally get back. The first two game. Road swing for the Jets to start a season in a long time. So now you're coming back. You're no bulls, right? Playing a, <laughs> no bulls, right? You're at home. Playing a divisional <laughs> rival in the Miami Dolphins and another one of your former clubs. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh it's gonna be exciting. I mean we we you know division game obviously. Uh, these guys you know coming to town they 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 face some adversity with their home or their opener getting changed and they go on the West Coast and get them a win and so they're they're coming in feeling good. We're gonna have them you know. Our hands full with their their front, their good front. Dom Kinsu's a heck of a player, and uh, it's going to be a fun game. But uh, I look forward to having our full complement of, of of guys. You know, we'll see what happens with with everybody. But you know, glad to have Austin back, and then 
uh, and it'll be fun to take this game plan, or really our first full game plan with with the with the full group, and uh, and get after it with those. You guys. like where you're at personally right now? You completed about seventy percent of your passes, and you seem to be in in sync with John Morton and of course Jeremy Bates. Yeah, we're growing. I mean, that's that's part of it. But I do feel I feel comfortable with how he's calling the game. I felt like Calder game a really good game the other day, and uh, just trying to play efficient football, you know, and and be efficient, protect it. Uh, and uh, and get us in the end zone. And I, I think for, for myself, as I grow with these guys uh, and, and we start utilizing different guys on the offense, I think that'll that'll get it even better. But, um, you know, so far not, not bad, but not necessarily where I want it to be either. Bart, would uh, you run the 40 in back when you came out in 02? 4-5-1. Josh? 4-5-6. Whoa, okay. See that hair is like that hair is so, like a, yeah it's aerodynamic. Yeah, he had it up like the Rocketeer when he ran. But if Bart, if Bart was chasing me, I would be good because the fear factor would push me ahead. <laughs> well said, Josh McCown. Thank you so much for joining us tonight thank on Inside guys. the Jets. Appreciate we'll be, be right back here on ESPN Radio and on our Facebook page. Good man of state. Join the Jets for the Green and White 5K on October 22nd at the Atlantic Health Jets Training Center. A portion of the proceeds will benefit the Carol G. Simon Cancer Center at Morristown Medical Center in a post-race game. Watch parties right here at Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits. Go to NewYorkCityRuns.com slash Jets 5K to sign up now. We're going to go to some calls momentarily. 800-919-3776. Eric Allen and Bart Scott here. Uh, Bart, you really enjoyed having Josh on. You guys are talking it up pretty good there during the break. Well, you know, he's a class act, and you talk about class 02. He's still there, you know. And what's more, more impressive is when you mentioned that he was out of the league to continue to fight. That shows you the type of scrap that he has, you know. And, you know, he, you know he's really taking advantage of the opportunity here to – to really lead and, and you know that's that's a special thing whenever you can be a quarterback of an nfl team start quarterback of an nfl team listen those jobs there's only 32 of them and there's a lot of people that wish they can have it you know he, he has the opportunity here and um to grow and, and really lead some young guys and and, and and be that 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 veteran voice and he's, he's relishing in it and um I, th- I saw signs yesterday in that game that they're moving in the right direction yeah. now if they can just get more consistency and get more practice time and you can have more than just one weapon because now i can imagine the Miami, Miami Dolphins are going to try and take Curse away, and that's why it's important for him to get some chemistry and get some other guys involved. I wish we could have had more time for, uh, with him. He's signing autographs here, and that's why people should come here to the Wyndham, Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits. And this is a nice uh, spot, man. It, I, might, I might rent this it, out one day and have it, a party. It is a good spot. But uh, Todd Bowles last night said Bryce Petty will be the Jets' backup for the foreseeable f- future. Christian Hackenberg was inactive against the Oakland Raiders. Your take on that right now, the Jets quarterback situation? Well, I think Petty's earned the right. You know, it was just was he healthy? Yep. Um, and if he's healthy, he deserves to be the backup quarterback. You talk about a guy that gives him the best chance to win. If, if God forbid, um, McCown goes down, he is a guy that can step in. You know, he showed he showed himself well in the, in the preseason. And he has a little chemistry with Robbie Anderson and, you know, some of the other receivers. And, you know, hopefully we don't see him. But if we do, we know that he's capable. Well, he had a heck of a preseason, no doubt about that. And I still think Christian Hackenberg is going to take the proper approach. I don't think his approach will change. It's just you're going to be receiving less reps now, more scout team reps. But, you know, those scout team reps are still an opportunity because you're going against the number one defense. That's so right. it's an opportunity for you to grow against a number one corner 
or, for, uh, you know, a great pass rush. You know, so those are great opportunities. Listen, I was an undrafted free agent. I came in. I didn't start until my fourth year. You know, and I you were just, making the down on special teams early in your career. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you contribute the best way you can. And, and you know, you just have to take advantage of every opportunity. You know, and, and Hackenberg has the opportunity to really learn, to really absorb. Listen, I blame, I blame Sanchez. I blame, I blame um, Wilson. I blame, you know, Flacco. I blame guys like that because it used to be where, you know, you had it, you know, you, Carson Palmer came in the league and Kitna was the starting quarterback right. for two years. You talk about Aaron Rodgers was behind Brett Favre for three years. You know, and really sometimes we can ruin young quarterbacks because we play them too early. You know, God forbid somebody ha- ever has to go through what David Carr went through. You know, you can't when you when physically you're getting beat down. You know, it's it's hard to really learn from your mistakes because you know, at some point you start seeing the rush. So it's good for for Hackenberg to sit back and learn learn how to prepare. You know, learn how to to watch film, learn how to 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 decode the defense, learn all the subtle you know tricks that you know all the great veterans quarterbacks uses. Learn how to change tempo. You know, all that happens as the game slowed down because I'm sure he did that in college. Right. But what happens is now you have to learn a whole new playbook. So now it, the, you know, the decision from your mind to your body is a lot slower than it was because you're thinking, not reacting. Yeah, and the thing about Christian Hackenberg is that he's in a new offensive system again. And John Morton, Jeremy Bates, said that he really liked his approach throughout camp, and he took some steps forward. I know a lot of people saw him in the preseason and saw the struggles and they wanted immediate success, and sometimes that doesn't happen. And right now, he's still in the learning stage, so he'll go forward as the number three quarterback. Uh, let's go to your calls, though, on Inside the Jets. 800-919-3776. Donald has been on hold for a while. Since yesterday. So let's start with Donald. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hello. What's up, Donald? Yeah, he's Donald, like, how are like, you? They ain't never cooking to me, man. He had his, he had his own silent mute. What's yeah, up, yeah, Donald? Yeah. yeah. Hanging in there with you. I, I got what I was doing. Maintaining, maintaining. Great, Don. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I think uh, Todd Bowles is uh, putting in a difficult position because I just don't think the Jets have this the typical talent, talent to be able to win in uh, you know, football. And uh, I just think it's hard to uh, expect a man to, uh, you know, have a team to compete when you don't necessarily have the talent to go, you know, be putting them in positions, you know what I mean? Well, well, you, what, thanks for the call, Donald. Yeah, well, and, yeah. And, and what Donald's talking about is saying that you know it's a lot of veteran players, a lot of proven players that were let go, but at some point you have to do what you call a competitive rebuild, um, and you have to see and take a look at some of these young guys that you that you brought in. Sometimes the presence of a veteran can 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 handicap the development of a young player because he's going to lean on that veteran all the time instead of stepping out when something needs to be said he's going to look for that veteran to say it he's not going to step on that veteran toes but now when that veteran's not in the room a guy like Leonard Williams he's going to have to step up yeah. he's going to have to say listen man this is what's going on and, and, and he has to develop those leadership skills and learn how to read the room and say hey guys this is what we're doing same for Jamal Adams and some of the other younger players you know you can't pick out leaders you know leaders are developed and sometimes we all assume our position Right, I, I wasn't a leader or the leader when I got in Baltimore because Ray Lewis was there, Peter Bowyer was there, Michael McCoy was there. So I was one of the guys, I, I like to say I wasn't leading, I was pushing from the back, and I was learning how to become a pro. 
and I had my little clique, my little clicker. You know, we used to call ourselves the head busters and all that stuff. And, you know, we would try and have pride, and we would try and see what the veterans were doing, and we hung together, and that's how you grow. Yeah, you, you, head busters. you labeled this as a competitive rebuild. The bottom line is the Jets last year won five games. Yeah. There were a lot of players on this team with more name recognition, no doubt about it. But, but it didn't you look to at victories. Yeah, it did not equate the victories. So a transition was necessary for this team ultimately to move forward. With that being said, you're trying to win in the short term and looking at the long term as well. And I think you can do both of those things together because part of what you're doing right now is trying to establish a culture for the long term as, as you build with some of these younger players. Absolutely. Like I, like I tell all the time, I went through this exact same thing in 2002 in Baltimore. We're the youngest team in NFL history. And, you know, a lot of those players from that 2002 team laid the foundation for what they what, what the Ravens are and what the Ravens have been going forward. And it's when you can find those players fundamentally and, you know, you have great locker room guys, you have great high character guys, and they teach everybody else. Selective Insurance brought to you by Selective Insurance. Responses, everything inside the Jets. Eric Allen, Bart Scott here at the Wyndham Hamilton Park, Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits. Let's roll on with some calls and go to Ira in Staten Island. I was able to see him in Northern California this weekend. Hey, always a pleasure to see you, Eric. What's happening, Bart? How are you? Hey, buddy. What's up? Hey, you know, you look at yesterday's game, and you know what? Yeah, are they rebuilding? Yes. Um, is it the result we want? No, you always want to win. Uh, listen, there's no excuse for some of the statistics. But you got to look at it. You know, the Raiders were a Super Bowl contending team. They got three all-pro offensive linemen on that squad. Um, we hung with them until basically almost the end of their quarter. And, you know, when it was 14 nothing, I said, oh, man, this is really going in the wrong direction. But I give them a lot of credit. They fought back, you know, especially McCown. He kept the group together, good leader, uh, made some plays. And you know what? I thought Morton did a really good job considering the uh, hand he's dealt with right now, with, especially with some of the new guys. And I think he called a good game. And it was nice to see him get all three running backs involved, which yeah. I think McGuire really needs to get snaps this year. And I think if they do that with Jenkins coming back, uh, now all of a sudden, you know, Curly and he got cursed, you know, maybe somehow they could mix Stewart in. Uh, the offense right now, I, I think they may be a little ahead of the defense. Hopefully they could just secure and tighten up some of the things that's going in the back end. But all I've heard, and, and maybe two of you could help me here, why doesn't Todd Blitz? Why doesn't Todd Blitz? Well, guess what? He doesn't have readers and Kermari back here anymore like he did the first year where he was blitzing all the time. So he has to keep the two safeties back. So, you know, in Tuli's corners start to show that he could trust them one-on-one, he can't blitz. So it's not that he doesn't know how. It's he's, he's dealing with what he has on the roster. And hopefully these guys will get better, and, and as the season goes along, they'll start to open up the playbook on the defensive side. Thanks for the call, Ira. Uh, what I would say about uh, one thing about the game against the Raiders is that Derek Carr doesn't, doesn't get sacked. He was sacked, sacked 16 times in 2016. Okay? Ball so ball. that means one a game. Yes, did the Jets land yesterday in Oakland? No, they didn't. Yeah. But – Oftentimes, teams play against the Raiders, and they know they're not getting there. Absolutely. It's, two, it's more than one way to get pressure. You can get pressure by, you know, the numbers game or overloading the side or schematics, 
or you can get pressure by playing coverage in the backside and, you know, really making a quarterback hold on to the ball and really taking away some of his first or second reads, hoping that your pass rush will get there. Now, if the defensive line is the strength of this team, then you have to allow them to get the sacks because before the strength was the back end, and we, we, we leaned on that as well when we had that so we can add the extra guys. So you have to understand that this isn't the same personnel that he had before, so he's going to have to try and get that pressure by – by coverage, and, you know, when people get more comfortable in their roles, like you said, then he can add the extra man into the box. But right now, you don't want to make sure you don't give up the good, the big plays and want to make, make teams work for it and hope that they get behind the sticks. That's what you do when you have a young team. But what the Jets are going to have to do is start being more consistent in the run game and getting these teams in third and eight. Third and nine. If you if you want to be able to blitz and open up the playbook, you gotta you gotta win on first That's down. Right. You gotta get an incomplete on second down. Now we can have fun. Now it's a party. No, and you're right about that. So uh, Sunday is going to be a different battle against Jay Cutler and company. We'll get into the Jets Dolphins on our next segment here after the break, and we'll try to get to Dan, Kevin, and Artie before we wrap this baby up. We'll be right back. Here from Bandy Sports and Spirits, you're listening to Inside the Jets. All right, we're in the two-minute drill here. we got about three minutes left right, in the segment, so let's take a couple a couple more calls. Let's go to Dan real quick. Hey, what's up, guys? Love, love the show. What's Th- up, Dan? Thanks, Dan. Guys, look, man, what I'm about to say, I have no ill will against Josh McCown, man, but this is just a waste of time already. You know, you got Bryce Petty there. He's fully healthy. We're evaluating. We are evaluating young players. Place them out there. If it doesn't pan out in week eight, then put Hackenberg out there for the final eight games. This is enough. Is enough. McCown ain't going to be here next year. Let's evaluate accordingly. All right, rapid fire here. Thanks, Dan. Dan, words hurt, first of all. But secondly, it's important that you have a guy like McCown here because he has to teach people how to be a professional. You know, you have the blind leading the blind if you have two um, young quarterbacks. It's important for him to be here, and I do see him here for the formidable future or whatever you said. I think I said it wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, what more than said. an immediate future. Yeah, but he's going to be here, right, because you need him. He's important. You know, say if you do if in the draft, he's they go like with, having a coach in the locker yeah, room. Let, let, let's just say you go. Let's just say you go um, and, and get a, a, a first round draft pick quarterback. You need somebody to teach him. Who, who's, who's he going to learn from? Another young quarterback? What is he going to teach him about being a veteran? About learning the, the defense? About how to prepare? It's important. You always have to have it. Why do you think the Raiders brought in Justin Tuck because he was a great player? No, he wasn't a great player when he went to Oakland. He was great for the locker room. He was there to teach a guy like Khalil Mack how to become a professional. Why did you think they brought uh, Woodson back, right? Woodson wasn't, wasn't the player that he was when he was there, but he taught those young yep. DBs how to play defense, how to be a professional, how, how to play this especially game. Especially at the quarterback position. Exactly. Especially at the quarterback position. You put one of those guys out there and they get hurt because they, 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 they aren't ready to protect themselves against the varsity. I, then what happened? Well, oh, by the way, he's been effective the first two games. Let's not overlook that, that Josh McCown has played well the And first how two do games. you evaluate your, your, your receivers if you don't have a quarterback not, that can get them the ball when they need to get it? I'm not saying those guys – won't play later this year, but right now, right. This, this is the guy. Okay, that's why he's in there, man. I hate when people call it. It is an uneducated, you know, right, comment. Don't, don't worry about you it. We, we still, BS. Love, we still love BS. you, Dan. Come on, Kevin. 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 We got. We're gonna go to him real quick. We got 20 seconds. Kev, what do you oh, got? Receiver. How good is this receiver? Oh, I don't know. The ball didn't go to him. Duh. It's Kevin. Now. Oh, I didn't. I didn't see the blitz was coming, so I didn't know to pick up the hot route. Kev, go ahead, man. You got 10 seconds. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> Gonna make it. I was just going to say, 
Uh, David Harris, he and Bart were great linebackers. You talk about personnel awareness. I think if David Harris had been linebacker, he could have helped those two guys yesterday. Okay, thanks for the call. We got to hurt out. Thanks, everybody. Hurt out. And, and the Jets. Get Woody from wherever he is. Tell him to pay for some more time. <laughs> we need an hour and a half show, man.